reach through your crown, the energies towards the sun, towards the cosmos, towards beyond where we don't even know what exists beyond, beyond, beyond. And then feel that cycle down, like imagine a never ending figure of eight that goes from out in the cosmos, through your body and then down into the core of the earth and back up again, like a big infinity symbol. Hello, hello, and welcome to all of you beautiful souls tuning in today to the Heart of the Soul podcast, Earthing Nova on YouTube. I'm your host, Amana, and I am so happy that you're here. This is a space where we remember what it means to be wild women walking upon this earth, navigating the ebbs and flows of the seasons of our lives, honoring each other's differences, and connecting about that which unites us all. Together, we practice using our voices and the ancient ritual of story sh storytelling, sharing, however you want to phrase it, sharing our stories and celebrating how we and they shift and change across time. It's my hope that after soaking in these stories, you will feel more connected and less alone. Today is December 23rd, 2022, with a new moon in Capricorn. I just published an episode this morning with Emma, a beautiful episode where she shares about her journey of infertility. Um, so yeah, check that out if that feels like something you would like to soak in. I'm currently located in Perkins. I have a little, some little notes here today for this episode. I normally mostly free flow, but I wanted to um, also make some notes because I actually tried to record this episode one other time and was on the recording. It was just like not, not good. So I'm attempting again today. I'm currently in Perkinston, Mississippi. We just arrived here last night after a long and challenging journey that started in Deer Park, Washington. And um, now we're here in Mississippi. So I actually didn't know what city I was in. I had to look it up before recording this podcast. I'm in our not so tiny portable home. Um, that my kids and I have been living in since June. My husband joined us a couple months later. And it's been a real journey to live in a small space. As you see, we did make room for a Christmas tree back there that we decorated with hand-painted ornaments that we, my kid, the kids and my husband and I, we all painted them ourselves. And I had never made a popcorn garland, but we didn't have, you know, we didn't want to buy ornaments. We didn't have ornaments. So we then also strung, popped the corn and then strung the corn, the popcorn, which was really fun to make that garland there. <sighs> so I'm just sort of trying to settle into this moment, into this sharing with you all. It has been quite a journey of a lot of driving, really long driving days, especially um, yeah, over the past week, we had planned, we had intended to 
only drive about four to five hours a day because we have two small children. But then we had our truck break down and had to like, Mm. excuse me, stay a couple of days in California unexpectedly. And anyway, now I think my husband and I are going to record another episode that more fully goes into that full journey. But if you want to just take a moment with me and settle in wherever you happen to be, maybe taking a moment to look around your space, look away from the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. Mm. Notice what's around you, the four walls that contain you if you're inside. Maybe if you're outside, you can see some trees, the skyline, the sunshine, some clouds. It feels good to to land, feel into my own body. I feel myself being nervous and excited to share this beautiful episode with you. Um, I'm also going to have a little special offering for any of you that would like to um, leave a review for me on iTunes at the very end. I'll give you the details of how to do that. And I'm going to gift um, a short psychic reading to you if you would like. I um, hmm. Yeah, so I left my traditional home in June. I left Washington in November and left Oregon nine days ago. But in this episode, I'm going to be talking about two different profound experiences I had gathering with in women-only spaces. One in November, which was celebrating that I have gathered 40 years here on this earth in, in this body. Maybe you want to take a moment to honor your own body, this body that has been with you since you were in your mother's womb and is here with you now. Maybe hold your hand on your heart, that heart that has been beating from, I think, week five or something in our mother's womb. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm filled with love. May I be filled with love. Thank you for staying with me. So yes, I had this one celebration with 13 other women. And then another one in December with 15 women that I'd never met in person. Um, One I have known as I followed her work for the last several years but never met in person, hadn't had that much one-on-one communication. Kimberly Ann Johnson is her name. And then um, 14 other women that I really had not known at all. And these were both incredibly beautiful, profound, magical experiences that I am going to share shortly about here in this episode. And I'm still sort of getting over a cold and I'm a little snotty. So I'm really sorry that I might have to sort of clear my throat and the mucus now and again in this episode. So as I approached this next decade, this 40, I am still just, you know, so grateful to be waking up each day 
to have the opportunity to continue on living. As many of you might know from um, listening to this podcast before, my my first love, Bjorn Anders Nielsen, he died at 26. And, you know, in his memorial, he spoke about us, his friends and his loved ones being his legacy. And, you know, that he wanted to continue to live and he fought to live. And yet his body, he was no longer capable of continuing life here on this earth. And I was there and witnessed his last breaths. And now, now he's with me in spirit. And that experience really enlivened and changed my whole trajectory of my life and my ability to move through life in the ways that I move in life and in love. And um, I truly feel that, that I am part of his legacy as well as so many other people that loved him dearly and carry him with them as well. So it has never been lost on me each next year, next month, next week, next day that I continue to be able to live when he was not able to. So as I neared this like 40th gathering of years, um, I love calling it gathering of years. I learned that way of expressing my age through Clarissa Pincoli Estes. She has this beautiful series of spoken stories. I don't actually remember which one it was in, but there's like the joyous body, the dangerous old crone, um, the late bloomer. And within that, she speaks about gathering more years and what a gift that is. And so I have enjoyed expressing my age in that way. So as I approached my 40th, I had this vision, desire, insight about wanting to, I'm just going to blow my nose a little bit, wipe some snot away raw and real here. Watch out. Um, I really wanted to celebrate the this decade. And I, I don't know, I wanted to do it in this, I had this vision of being in a women only space. And in May of this last year, I unexpectedly got invited to a Beltane gathering at a place called Scalitude. It's this incredible um, 160 acres. It's in the North Cascade Mountains, like in the foothills of the North, Ca- North Cascade Mountains near Twisp in an area called the Methow. And it's off grid. There's no cell service. And my children and I got to spend two nights there and got to participate in this incredible Beltane gathering with Mayoka and her family. It was truly such an honor and a gift to be a part of that. I had always wanted to experience a true Beltane. I'm Scandinavian in ancestry, so it's like in my family traditions to have the maypole and do this tradition. And so we did that. I got to participate in that. My children loved it. I loved it. Um, And I knew I wanted to return to that land. So I looked up their website and 
I saw that at that time, they're actually no longer offering the lodge to be rented out for people. I believe that actually the family has moved in to the lodge. Um, but at that time, they were offering it to be rented out. And so I put in a request to rent out the lodge. It was really reasonable. It would be like $25 a night per person um, for this beautiful lodge. And then they also up a short path. They have berm house rooms um, that have little, there's like four beds in each one and one composting toilet in the middle of each of those like four, four bedded berm house rooms. And so I was like, oh, this feels like a space that I can hold this celebration. And I really wanted it to be a celebration with women across my life, no children, no babies. Um, so I was able to, uh, um, it's the right word, Acqu not acquire, but like reserve the space for the weekend. My birthday was on a Sunday. So I reserved it from Friday until Monday. <laughs> And so, yes, it's this beautiful lodge space with like one with three bedrooms in it, a big open space, a beautiful open space, a big kitchen with lots of cast iron pans. Um, there's a wood fired um, stove, which is what keeps the space warm, especially in winter. My birthday is November 20th, so I knew it would be cold. Uh, they also have a wood fired hot tub and a wood fired um, sauna that's right close to the lodge and so I reserved the space and I reached out to my beautiful community of women that I've gathered over these 40 years I invited women from like my infancy up until the last like year of my life here and almost 19 responded that they would join me there um, in the end, 13 other women arrived. There were um, that many of them that then were sick, had car trouble, other things that just meant that they weren't able to arrive. But I invited these women to co-create this experience of sisterhood, connection, creativity, love, joy, dance, and celebration with me. Um, it was so interesting to imagine all these women from different periods of my life. Many of them had never met each other. There were a few that had, but it was, I was a little bit nervous about that, like not knowing how everyone would interact. And yet I held faith that everyone would join together in harmony. And it was incredibly harmonious and beautiful. I remember during the weekend looking around the room. I almost feel like I might cry just sharing this, but, um, you know, all of these women that I just love so deeply and witnessing them in conversation with one another, sometimes with laughter, sometimes in tears because they were having these deep heartfelt conversations. And at the end of the weekend, all of them exchanging numbers and planning to um, be with one another in deeper ways beyond the skeletude space that we were within. So we, I planned to serve two meals a day, home cooked meals. I made a big pot of soup and baked some homemade bread. And I brought that with me and other women pitched in bringing 
pies that they baked, cakes and soups and breads as well. Um, it was just truly a weekend of sisterhood and connection and no cell service. So we were all just like in the moment. I barely picked up my phone even to take photos. Um, my friend Aiko, she did have her camera there and beautifully captured some amazing moments. But the, the 13 of us gathered around and had this beautiful nourishing food and cooked together. I barely washed any dishes. It was incredible. This group of maidens, mothers, and crones all like amoeba-ing together in this space, like helping set up for meals and then helping clean up for meals. It was just like so cohesive and there wasn't any like assigning of tasks. We were just like doing things together in such a harmonious way. There was so much laughter, so much laughter and joy in this space. I held a ceremony um, both evenings with offerings for the women. And um that was incredibly connecting for us all. Uh, what do I want to share about that? So my friend, Jema, Jesse, Marie Carlson, she and I send voice memos back to each other. And within the last year, we began, I'm not sure exactly how it started, but we began singing each other's names to one another at the beginning of these messages that we send to one another. And it would go something like this if I was sending a message to her. Jema, Jema, J, J, Jema. And maybe I would go on for a little longer and then start the message. So before um, we arrived at Scalitude, Jesse and I were speaking about how fun it would be to sing our names in circle. And then I had this, and I was like, yes, yes, that sounds so amazing. And this animal game. Jessie has been playing this beautiful animal game with me, with her children, with friends for years now, where she asks, what kind of animal are you and what color? And you can be any sort of animal. You can be a dragon. You can have a dragon head and an elephant butt. You can, you know, do all sorts of things with this and be different colors. And Or you can be a, a brown river otter, you know, just as, as you would see one out and about. And so we decided to incorporate this into the first circle. And I had this, um, I heard this in my mind, the possibility of having each woman sing their name and then have the whole circle sing it back to them. So that's what we did both nights during these circles. And it was so incredibly beautiful. And um, of course, it brought some people like in like out of their comfort zone, like they didn't want to sing their name or felt uncomfortable doing it. And yet it was really beautiful to have the woman sing her name and have us sing it back in chorus to her and also go around the circle and express what animal they were feeling like in that moment. And of course, it can change hour to hour and every day. And I wonder if you might think for a moment and wonder, what kind of animal are you right now? And what color are you? I'll ask myself that own my, my own question right now, I would say. I right now am feeling like a 
like a blue, like a sky blue eagle with some silver iridescent wingtips that sort of, that leave sparkly energy that lingers for moments after I soar through the sky. Mm, so yes, we had this beautiful circle the first evening. <clears throat> and then the next morning, my friend Alana, after we had breakfast, she held this incredible cacao ceremony. She she spoke about how she felt it really landed with her um, through my firstborn Hartley that when she was sitting with what she wanted to offer during this weekend, that this cacao ceremony came up and that she felt Hartley was right there with her and sharing, um, like almost giving her the words and the expression. So she shared about the tradition of the cacao ceremony. She had prepared it so beautifully in this pot and had brought some rose petals that she had dried herself from her garden and then crushed. She had them in a little bowl along with also some sea salt and some cacao nibs that we could sprinkle on top of the cacao and welcomed us to hold it in our hands and to honor this cacao and the mother creation that it is the womb connection the heart connection the soul connection as we intentionally took small sips she had a sweet meditation that went along with it that was just I definitely had tears during this time and then we moved from that cacao ceremony into Jessie, Jema, and her sharing of yoga, which was uh, got our blood flowing and movement, and was all as always is very intentional and um, creative and fun. And she finished her um, share, her offering with some laughter yoga. There was so much laughter this weekend. There was so much dance this weekend. We we danced every night. Um, and as she then completed, and then my dear friend Aiko then had a more um, restorative yin practice to share with us that was also beautiful and powerful. And she went around with this singing bowl and would set it on our bodies and ding the bowl. And we could feel and hear the reverberations, which was just pure magic and joy. And then we, you know, had the closing of that time together. We got in a big group and went out snowshoeing, which was really beautiful up towards where there are you could we could see moose scat moose poop and there are footprints in this incredible valley on this acreage um 
my friend Ashley shared with other women how to bake sourdough bread if they wanted to learn that beautiful craft. We crafted together in the evening. We started crafting crowns, um, you know, just small wreaths that were able to be placed upon our heads. I still have a couple of them around here in the RV. And we we wore our crowns. It was so beautiful to see um, that every crown was unique. Each woman crafted something different out of the same materials. Jesse had brought cedar from uh, Washington. Well, yes, we were we were in Washington, but from the Seattle side, the west side near where I grew up, which I was so grateful for. That's what I had asked her for. Asked her to bring that um, for the crafting of our crowns. And we had a beautiful dinner together. And then we circled up again that evening and again sang our names. And by this time, I mean, the new people, there were a few people that arrived on Saturday that weren't there on Friday. And it was so fun to incorporate them into the group and have them um witness the other women singing their names and then doing it themselves. And we also practiced, um, I invited them to share, introduce also um, who they were daughters of as far back as they could go. One of my friends, Shanae, could go back. I don't even know how many. It was like 13 women's names or something incredible. I'll give you an example with my mother line right now. So I would say my name is Amana daughter of Gail, daughter of Elsie, daughter of Elsa, daughter of Anna. And that's as far back as I know. And you can say it as like granddaughter, great-granddaughter, great-great-granddaughter, but it, I feel like it gets to be a little bit confusing as you add on so many greats. So I just say daughter of, daughter of, daughter of, as a way of honoring our ancestors. I also had created a space, an ancestor altar that where women could um, where women could place an item or ding the chime to remember their ancestors. And also, as I began circle, we called in the different um, directions, north, south, east, west. We took time to, I invited women to, as they sat there, to feel their root connection to the earth and imagine it. Imagine your roots tendrils going towards the flaming core of the earth through the dirt, towards that fire, that center fire that we all stand towards when we are standing upon this earth. And then also reach up through our crowns toward the cosmos as we recognize that we are on this hurling ball of rock and fire and water, earth air, fire, water, we, as we're whirling through the cosmos around this greater ball of fire. So then to reach through your crown, maybe you want to do this right now, reach through your crown, the energies towards the sun, towards the cosmos, towards beyond where we don't even know what exists beyond, beyond, beyond. And then feel that cycle down, like imagine a never ending figure of eight that goes from out in the cosmos through your body and then down into the core of the earth and back up again, like a big infinity symbol. 
and find your center and feel the energies from above and below and within. So there are a few elements I would also love to share about for this ceremony that we did. I invite you to practice them in your groups if you are circling with women. Children love the animal game. Maybe you have kids and you want to ask them, what kind of animal are you today? And I loved in the second night, these animal, what people said their animal was in that moment, just like it went beyond anything that Jesse and I had even ever played on our own. And it was so incredible. One woman, I remember she was some type of elephant figure that she said were everywhere her feet planted that roses would automatically bloom up from her footprints. And someone else was like, under a mushroom, a tiny mushroom or something. I don't know. It was just let your imagination take you to wherever it goes and have fun with it and play with it. Um, and so we also both nights played this game that I learned through Kimberly Ann Johnson. I'm not sure where she learned it from, but it's a game that you play in threes where you have have a mover, a mirror, and a witness. I write it in my notes now as a triangle, a mover, mirror, and witness. And each woman takes turns in each of these different roles for about two minutes where one person is move, the mover and one other woman would mirror the woman's movement while the third woman witnesses the two of them together. And I've played it in different aspects. You can um, share like a word, an invitation of a word. Like I think the first night I invited women to um, express through movement what it means to be a woman and whatever that looks like for them. And each person is going to be unique. And then each, and then you switch the roles. And so each woman gets to be the mover. Each woman gets to be the mirror and each woman gets to be the witness. And I find it to be such a powerful thing to express something through movement because sometimes I feel like we get so, you know, we can't always find the right words or maybe we just don't want to express through our voice or I don't know, but it's such a powerful practice. I invite you to try it out. Um, yes. Okay. So this evening, um, the focus was on being a daughter of someone. And there have been times where I've shied away of this sort of practice or this way of expressing because some women maybe don't get along with their mothers or you're adopted or who knows what. But we are all daughters of someone, whether we get along with them or not. We are all here because they're were mothers before us. And we can also honor the greater mother that holds us and birthed us all. I have been really reflecting about um, I remember, so this spring I had this real like clear, potent vision of the fact that I am Mother Earth. I am Earth. 
I am minerals and water and air, and I am just her embodied by a soul in this moment of time standing upon her. So I am risen above her, but I am her and I will return to her someday. I will die. I, my body will decay. My body will turn back to dust. I don't want to be in a concrete box. I don't want to be in a coffin. I want to be back into the dirt, into the earth someday. And I know I will return to her and that's okay. And I'm actually, that actually feels incredible that I get to return to her someday. And my soul will then be somewhere in the cosmos. I don't fully know or understand that process. And perhaps it goes back into another body at some point. I, I, I'm still exploring what's possible and what I believe and give myself the freedom to shift and change that across time as well. So I invited women to share about what it means to them to be a daughter of someone or of the earth. So women shared about being a daughter. We went around the circle and then I had brought with me this. So it was was a big hula hoop, big enough that, you know, full grown women could pass through its portal and um, my mother-in-law Sigrid, I had asked her for some fabric and things that I could create this like pussy portal. I know some women don't like the word pussy, but I have really embraced it. It's the one that feels best to me um, and expressing like vulva just doesn't really do it for me. Vagina, not so much. Pussy feels really good. So if you don't like it, just imagine I'm saying a different word. So I created this crafted this pussy portal with this like black fabric and then these like pink voluptuous lips. And I invited women to rebirth themselves anew in whatever way that that meant to them, whether they were leaving something behind, moving towards something, whether they wanted it to be like a literal rebirth process of their, um, of their own birth experience from their mother. Like one woman, she had been born via C-section. So out of her woman, out of her mother's belly. So she expressed that she was like, I have never, you know, I haven't gotten to be birthed through, you know, the pussy portal. So she took that as an opportunity to be birthed, to like imagine herself being rebirthed through that actual portal. That is where all life is created through that portal. Um, and I also invited women to, if they wanted to be, they could move through the portal on their own or they could request or ask another one of us women in the circle to receive them as they were birthed. So that was also really beautiful. Many women asked me to receive them or other women in the circle to receive them. And as we prepared for this, two of the women in the gathering, Susie and Shanae, they brought so much incredible song medicine. Like I love, I have just been really drawn to songs as I've, you know, been on this path to open my throat chakra. I've also been opening to singing, not only to myself, but 
out loud to other women, which is a huge leap for me, especially from just a few years ago, like not even being able to like speak out loud, let alone sing. I feel like that for me was just a whole other level. And um, as we were preparing for this rebirthing ceremony, they offered this beautiful song that I'm going to sing to you now that um, it's just two short verses and we all were able to learn it in a short time and sing it in a chorus together. So imagine like 13 other women singing this song as each woman passed through the portal. So we'd have two women like holding the hoop on one, on either side and then a woman passing through maybe to be received by someone else or maybe not. Um, and the song goes like this. <clears throat> I'm going to take a moment actually. <laughs> I might have to close my eyes because I still get a little shy. <laughs> I behold you beautiful. I behold you child of the earth and sun. Let my love wash over you. Let my love wash over you. I behold you, beautiful. I behold you, child of the earth and sun. Let my love wash over you. Let my love wash over you. Let my love wash over you right now, wherever you may be. Note that my singing is imperfect and yet impactful. I have just been latching on to this song ever since this weekend, been singing it every day to my children to universe i invite you to carry this song with you as well it's such a beautiful song i hope that you enjoy it um yeah so we did that ceremony and it was just so it was you know for I don't know, 15 minutes, maybe more that we continued on singing this song over and over as each woman passed through. And sometimes I got to receive them and hold their faces and kiss them and love on each woman. It was just magic. I mean, I remember multiple times I just kept saying that this whole birthday gathering of years experience was like the level of love was just like overflowing in this group. There was just so much cohesiveness and beauty and joy. And we danced and we laughed and we created, we painted with watercolors, we crafted with clay, we did these crowns and spent time outside, spent time just like chatting and singing with one another. And the whole group just like moved and flowed so beautifully together. 
And I don't know if you've ever heard of this song, Unstoppable Joy by Maria Stark. I hope I'll remember to put it in the show notes below. But there's this song called Unstoppable Joy. And I knew I wanted to play it at the end of this ceremony. And that night we played the mirror mover witness and it was to express joy and it was just the 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 energy in this space was so incredible there was so much laughter and joy as we all expressed joy through movement and yet we couldn't help but also have it come out of our mouths and then we all danced incredibly joyfully to this song unstoppable joy um maybe take a moment to listen and dance to it at the end of this episode if it feels good to you Ah, it was just such magic that last night, um, it was Sunday night and many women had to leave and go home. It was so sweet. Uh, so many of them were like, I'm going to leave around, you know, like 11 o'clock and, you know, three o'clock came by and they're like, uh, they kept like just lingering and not wanting to leave the space. And I totally understood. And I was so grateful that I didn't have to leave the space. And there were five of us that stayed that night and we all were able to get in the wood fired hot tub together. I loved tending fire every day. I loved that. I just, it felt so good to be a fire starter, to tend the fire, to bring the wood and just have that extra layer of connection to our environment and to the heat. And there was snow outside. And like I said, we went snowshoeing and it was just beyond what I had ever expected that weekend to be. It was like a million times better and more magical and more wonderful. And I am still steeping in that experience. Like still, I got messages from women later that they just felt like they were, that it would take, that it was just taking time to integrate that full experience and people from different, you know, types of life and, um, you know, doctors and people who, have totally, you know, like a different life. Exp- just, it was so incredible to have people from just like very different walks of life, but then we're all able to come together and connect um, in such beautiful and profound ways. I'm still integrating the experience. Um, multiple women also said, and actually I feel as well that we had like that night with that rebirthing ceremony, it felt like there was some sort of also like collective rebirth within that like we all rebirthed I mean like ourselves anew I have been feeling into that energy of myself of like recognizing that like throughout our life we have multiple rebirths like it's not just one and um some I feel are more you know challenging than others but like the caterpillar like goes into the chrysalis and has to like work to like be to come out and that caterpillar dissolves like into mush into jet like this mushy gel and like if you were to open the chrysalis too soon you wouldn't even recognize and it would just ooze out and yet that caterpillar and that gel somehow forms wings and a body and then emerges into this incredible creature that can now fly oh butterflies have been such a spirit animal of mine especially since meeting my husband um you might remember I I did a 40-day ritual calling him into my life and the butterfly, a little periwinkle butterfly is what led me to him on the summer solstice. You can listen to that episode if you're curious more about, <clears throat> more about that. Um, 
but just the butterfly is such an incredible teacher for me to remember that I'm not the same woman I was when I was two years old, 10 years old, not even at 39. And here I am at 40. And I have definitely felt like this, this last year, I expected to do more. I expected to have more podcast episodes. I anticipated more. And yet I just didn't have the space for that in my life. And I had to do things, I had to do different things and honor that and be okay with that. And I felt like I also went into like another cocoon, this another chrysalis and that I am now like emerging anew again. And I hope that you all give yourselves the opportunity to emerge anew again and again and again, the birth, death, rebirth, life cycle, the never ending circular path. Hmm. Is there anything else I should share about that weekend? I feel like maybe I'm complete with that. So I would love to share with you about this second experience that I have. So I had the honor of being invited to this ghost ranch learning retreat with Kimberly Ann Johnson. If you don't know who she is, she is just an incredible human being that leads with her heart and is so honest and raw and real and has just given me so much permission to be who I am. Um, I have received that from her through her teachings. She wrote, she's written three books. Um, the fourth trimester is one of them. And that was one of the paths for me to know who she was in a deeper way. It's a beautiful book that's written about that postpartum period that our society does not honor and protect at this point in time. And she gives an opportunity for you to learn about practices and different ways of honoring and protecting that time uh, where the mother and baby, mother baby dyad is like so important to nurture and honor the mother and the baby. She also wrote a book called Call of the Wild. Um, which is a, a beautiful book that looks at um, the nervous system through a female lens, like biologically, female nervous systems are different. And if you've heard of the book, um, Body Keeps the Score, it has some similar information, but in different ways and also from the lens of the female body. Uh, she has a course called like this Jaguar series course that she does um, sometimes multiple times a year. I think she said the next one is going to be in April or something like that in 2023. I first entered into her work when my daughter was a newborn, just a few months old. And my daughter is going to be three this upcoming March. I started doing her coursework and learning these Jaguar skills about um titration and understanding our own nervous system and for me i've been like a super like good girl and um <sighs> people pleaser not wanting to ruffle feathers wanting to not wanting to create conflict ever 
And she has taught me about healthy activation, healthy aggression, and holding the capacity for this larger spectrum of um, expression in my body and to cohesively um, put together my the expression of my body and my words and myself, where is in the past, I might have like said yes with my words, but I didn't fully mean yes or no, or whatever it was. Um, but it's just, I rec- highly recommend this book and her course. Like, I mean, for me, I'm a live learner. I definitely cherish the book, but I learn best from like, I mean, they were live classes, tangible skills. She titrates things so beautifully. Um, and I really encourage you to take one of her Jaguar courses. If this is interesting to you at all. And then she also wrote this book called The Reckoning recently, uh, along with Stephen Jenkinson, who you might have heard of as well. I have not read that book yet. Um, So I can't really recommend it, but I, because I know her, I'm sure it would be interesting as well. So... Uh, so she invited women to Ghost Ranch, which is in New Mexico. It's There are 21,000 acres of wide open space there. Dinosaurs walked on this land. I remember asking the name of the Native Americans that lived there. And you know what? I don't remember getting the answer. I wish I would have looked that up before starting this, but I don't remember. Maybe I'll be able to put it in the show notes. Um but it's this beautiful again like you know off grid no cell service type of space georgia o'keefe a famous um artist she painted some beautiful landscapes from there you might look at those i might maybe include some in the show notes as well so i was invited to this retreat and i was invited the year before in 2021 and was hoping to go i wasn't able to go so i knew that that was something i wanted to make a priority this year when i got invited and uh i first had my flight out of spokane and then we thought we were going to be in mississippi more details to come later in a following episode so i had my flight out of mississippi but then my husband tore his Achilles tendon. So then I had to change my flight a third time to be out of Portland, Oregon. So it was quite the experience to get me there. It was going to be the longest time I was ever away from my daughter. My birthday weekend was the longest I had been away from her before this um, before this five-day retreat in Ghost Ranch. So... Um, This was a totally different experience, but also women-only, women-centered experience. But this time with 15 women that were strangers to me, essentially. I mean, like I said, I've I've learned from Kimberly virtually for years, but never met in person. Had had only a a small amount of like one-on-one-to-one interactions with her virtually. So it was, I I remember I was just like, oh, like I was nervous and excited. Um, Nervous about, again, being out of service and being away and not, you know, and having my my husband be caretaking the kids. I always get a little anxious leaving my children and 
Um, and, you know, some might say, like, you shouldn't, like, they'll be fine. And, and although I know that that's likely true, that they probably will be fine, I also am hold that real knowing that life is precious and that no one is guaranteed to live through till tomorrow or even the rest of the day. So I never take leaving them lightly. And even though they could die also within my care, it feels different to leave them. So all, but all the women, we all share this common like framework, this common thread of having done multiple rounds of Jaguar with Kimberly and Johnson. So we all had this, like we had all had this, yeah, foundation. So although we were strangers, we, she brought us together. So, you know, we were often, how did you get into Kimberly's work? How do you, you know, how did you first find Kimberly? We were asking each other these questions, which was funny to reflect on because on my birthday, that's what the other women were doing, but asking about me, how did you meet Amana? When did you meet her? How, you know, da, 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 da. I was like hearing these little conversations about how they knew me. And that was the same thing now happening where I was like one of the strangers and um, asking these other women, how did you know her? Uh, so I was nervous. I tend to get really shy, although I have brought myself more out of my shell than I used to be. Uh, I still had a challenging time speaking up in the group when it was there were opportunities to share. I still had a hard time, which is so funny because at this point I, you know, have been leading circles. And in that space, I have like grown into that role and felt comfortable in that role leading in my own community even when women that I didn't know entered and being okay but then like here I was then as a participant and then feeling all the big shy feelings again and having a hard time speaking up and expressing myself in the circle but I honor that and it's okay that I didn't speak up I know it's okay that I didn't speak up a lot in the circle I did have the opportunity to talk one-on-one with these women a lot I my I had such an incredible, beautiful roommate. Kimberly did the roommate pairings and I just got along with her. So beautiful, Simona. Um, And so this experience was then, uh, you know, a different experience. We had the opportunity to meet in, we had this yurt available to us. Um, So we had, yeah, shared rooms with women and along this space up like a little hike away from the yurt and with a little common area we uh, gathered Kimberly shared with us some different yoga practices and meditations we practiced our jaguar skills we shared with one another we went on hikes we practiced um bone holding Kimberly taught us about bone holding holding one another's pelvises with our hands in such beautiful, impactful ways. It's so, um, such an uncommon thing for us to do right in this moment in time. And yet I feel like it's such an ancient practice that we are returning to in this weekend, this retreat, this five days together was one of those returnings and rememberings of this opportunity for us to honor and hold one another's pelvis and bones in a non-sexual way in a loving 
way and in a way that allows for our body to move through an emotional experience, um, for our nervous system to um, release from like a skipped, a skipping that might be happening within our nervous system. It was just incredibly beautiful. And I look forward to the opportunity to offer that to women, you know, in the flesh in the future. Uh, we also did the mover mirror witness like, that I explained about in my birthday, which I've which I always love. Um, I first was introduced to that practice virtually and did it, you know, via video. And then months ago, I incorporated it into one of my full moon gatherings. And it was like accepted so beautifully by the women that I have continued on. And like I said, we did it on my birthday weekend. And it was also wonderful to practice it with these women that like, you know, we wasn't and it was first time doing this experience. So it was really wonderful. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm just going to pause for a minute, 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 a minute, because I realized I forgot to mention how on my birthday gathering. So on after we had the cacao ceremony and the two yoga offerings. I want to honor that these beautiful women had me lay down on the floor and they encircled me and all laid their hands on me in different places. Perhaps I'll share a photo. So I go capture this photo of like, and it's just like, you know, you can just see most of my body and then all these hands and you can't see the bodies that surround them, but all these women just held me and spoke beautiful words and songs to me. And I remember just uh, feeling vulnerable and raw and so loved. I had tears flowing down my face at times, smiles at times, and just felt so grateful for this incredible community of women, for all these women that took time out of their lives to come and celebrate with me and co-create that place because without even one of them, the space would have been different. And I just love and adore each one of those soul sisters from different moments in my life. My life is different because they're in it. I'm different because they have been a part of my life. And I'm just, if you're listening, you women, I'm so grateful that you have been and are a part of my life. Incredibly impactful and beautiful. And I love you. Mm. Okay. So fast forward again. So now it's December and I'm in ghost ranch. And so it was just, you know, days of this incredible experience. I think we arrived on a Wednesday and we left on a Sunday. Um, and I had been introduced to the concept of the wheel of consent by Betty Martin from Kimberly before, but never had the opportunity. Well, actually my husband and I have played it some, but not to this, not, I had not understood it to this depth before. So, um, I will, yes, put a link to the wheel of consent by Betty Martin and so we got to, we were invited to play this game with one another. 
Um, and it's where one person is the give is giving, another is receiving. So there are these four quadrants. So you're giving, receiving, taking, or allowing. And then we we practiced this and practiced asking for things from one another from women in a you know non-sexual way, but just asking for um for these experiences like um explain it in this moment in this container but i'm gonna explain maybe just the give and receive so 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 we would have we would be in a in a partnership for that moment where she would identify one person as the giver and one person as a receiver but she would say like you know the person with the longest hair is going to give and then the other person is going to receive and so then receiver would ask for something um, and say, like, would you be willing to run your fingers through my hair? And it would be for like a three minutes or a small, it was a very small container of time. Would you be willing to run your fingers through my hair with, with light pressure from the crown of my head down to where my hair stops? And then the, the giver would have the opportunity to say, to take a beat, to take a pause and really think about it. And the point is not to just say yes, but to feel like, do I want to give that? Am I okay to give that? And they would either say yes or say no. And then either maybe like offer, but I would be willing to dot, dot, dot. And then the receiver could say, oh yeah, I I would like that. Or to say, no, that doesn't really sound appealing to me. Would you be willing to dot, dot, dot? So there's a negotiation that happens and you have to find a space where you're both um aligned with whatever the giving and receiving is and then as the person begins to give to then um the person who is giving say you know is there anything that could make this more wonderful or is this pressure what you had imagined or you know and the receiver has the opportunity to say you know i thought i would like that but actually could you do truck could we try this instead and so it's an opportunity to practice asking for things that we actually want because we are in such a time where I feel like especially for myself and like my sexual relationships with my in my sexual relationship with my husband that's the one that I have right now um that we we just kind of have these patterns and these like modes of like expected touch or expected ways that we're going to be together physically not taking a pause to open up to the greater possibility of pleasure and of touch and of um, accepting and receiving. And so I really am so grateful that we had the opportunity to practice this game together. And yeah, if you want to learn more, you can look at that website. Um, But it was just... It was amazing to be at my birthday celebration where I knew each woman and then at this celebration where I didn't. And yet in both instances, like at the end, even though these women were virtual strangers to me at the end, I was tearful and sad to be departing. I wanted to linger. I wanted to stay. Um, There were a few of us that were at the airport together and it was so hard that last like separation. There were almost tears in my eyes. We were kissing each other on the cheeks and just like hugging another hug another kiss like 
just so loving each other and envisioning a time will be where we will be together again, perhaps at Ghost Ranch, or perhaps there are a few, a couple of the women that live in Georgia, which is not too far from where I am here in Mississippi, Mississippi. So we're holding the vision of the three of us having the opportunity to get together sometime in the coming months. Um, so I'm really excited for that and just so grateful for these two beautifully potent and different experiences that I got to have this November and December. So I'm just realizing I have this written over here and I think I'd like to just say a little bit about it. If, if I've piqued your interest in like the Jaguar experience with Kimberly and Johnson, this is something I wrote. I don't even know when I wrote this. Oh, in March. In March, I wrote that, um, yeah, Kimberly, that you teach embodied self-exploration through example. Jaguar experiences with you have brought me into a more embodied, balanced human. My soul, my laughter, my movement, emotion, realness. I feel the rebel. Your passion and ways of moving through this life of yours inspires me in unique and profound ways. You have changed everyone around me because you have changed me. So let this be remembering that uh, you, yourself, your, your being in the world with one another, know that you change lives. We all change lives. Whether we ever come to know or understand that we have, we have changed lives. The world would be different without you in it. I cannot tell you exactly how, and yet it is, and it would be. And I think that that's just one of the beautiful gifts of this life. So just thank you all for tuning in. And as I begin the closing of this episode, I'd like to offer you the gift that I spoke about um, at the beginning of this episode, uh, the gift of a short psychic reading for you in exchange for a review of the Heart of the Soul podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to build my reviews there. I just have a few ratings and would love to have some reviews so if you are enjoying this show and would be willing to write me a review, I will give you this short psychic reading. It will probably be a, about a five to 10 minute voice message um, that I return back to you. Um, as each of you are unique, the reading will be as well. I can share that um, most women that I've done a reading like this for before express that uh, fly getting in my way express in reflection about the reading that they felt held they felt witnessed loved connected aligned that they feel an increased trust in themselves that they feel seen and often more centered or clarity about their purpose and their path in this life the reading like i said will be given through a voice message on an email what i need from you would be a screenshot of the review that you've written and a short voice message or video message of yourself, introducing yourself by name, stating yourself, and then also spelling out your name for me. And send it to me via email at amana at birthingnova.love. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And I will send your reading back to you as soon as humanly possible. Imagine like days to maybe a week 
depending on how many I get and when I get them and what else is going on in my my mompreneur life in that moment. Um, as I do not engage with Instagram or Facebook reviews on iTunes are one of the ways you can help me spread this show to others. Um, and again, thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love the podcast, please rate, review, or share the show. If you feel aligned with my energy and are wanting to tap into your wild side or birth your baby wild and free, I support women just like you all over the world. So to learn more or book your free clarity call, www.birthingnova.love. I would love to connect with you. And until next time, remember, be brave, be bold, be love, and be the change that you seek for yourself and for the generations to come. Let's build a better world together. And oh yeah, expect that in, I have like several episodes now recorded, some incredible episodes. Um, Danielle Serank, Squamish Medium from the Spirit School podcast. I'm gonna start publishing episodes, not only on the new moon and full moon, but also on the half moons. So let's like be in sync with this moon, be in sync with the moon cycles with me together as we um, explore the rhythms of this world and of the moon. Until next time, love, love, love.